to Launch Podcast. I'm Allison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you so much for taking the time to join this bonus self-care call today. First off, I want to just welcome you. Uh, this is something that is brand new to me. It was something that I just kind of thought of as something, um, it's a need that we all have, right, is to take time to learn about self-care. And um, the more I researched it, the more I realized how needed it is in our uh, society. So it's, it's really exciting. I can't wait to share what I learned. So um, I, I'm really excited to see how many people hopped on this call, and I actually will be recording this for everyone, and so we will, um, I will send that out in an email afterwards. So if perhaps you know of somebody else that might want to listen, you can definitely share that. I'd be happy um, for you to do that, and then also listen um, on your own as well. So the reason that I created this call was really just to add value to you. I, um, it was about two years ago that my life went literally and figuratively under construction. And during that time, I had so much change happening in my life. Some of it good change and some of it not so good change. And up until that point, I really, I would always say, you know, I hate change. All the time, if anybody asked me about change, I would say, I hate it. I don't want to change. I want to keep things status quo. I just want to get through my life and not have too many ups or too many downs. I just want to get through the day. And at when my life went under construction, all this change was happening, and it was really, really difficult for me at first. I'm going to admit it. I felt angry, upset. I was super stressed out. I was in like a fog. It was difficult for me to think clearly. And I really wish that I would have had access to this information that I'm going to share with you today at that time in my life. Because I know that if I knew a little bit more about self-care and how critically important it is to our not only just our well-being, but every area of our life, I would have made it a priority. And especially at those times in our lives when there's a whole bunch of change happening or just in general. Because I think that as we implement self-care into our lives, what happens is it's, it's a great thing because it helps us do more and have more in our lives because we're filling ourselves up first and we're taking care of ourselves. So imagine this scene for a moment. You're sitting at, in the office. It's a busy week at work. There's an important meeting you have to prepare for, a social media campaign that you've spearheaded, loads of paperwork, and on top of that, your calendar is jam-packed with tasks and events. So how do you make room for all these things? You overwork, cancel your yoga or exercise session, cut back on socializing, and even skip a few meals. I share this because this, is, this was my reality for a long time. I kept, I kept going on that like hamster wheel of trying to get more and more and more done and forgetting about myself in the process. To keep up with this roadrunner form of living, we don't think twice about putting self-care on the back burner. More often than not, it takes a really big wake-up call and some sort of lifestyle change in our life. For, for me, my wake-up call was when my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. 
Um, another wake-up call just happened yesterday because you know how things like that happen. Um, I, ha- I was down in Madison for a meeting and an appointment with my daughter, called my brother who was in college there and um, met him and saw that he was lacking in self-care and actually ended up in the hospital. He was admitted. Um, he's, he's doing better now, but it was just, it was just such a, an illustration of what happens when we go and go and go and go and our bodies just can't take it anymore, right? It gets to the point of exhaustion and depletion and all of those things. And, and it doesn't have to end up that way. And so that's why I'm so excited about this is that I really, really want to pour into you as much. And just, if anything, if the only thing you get out of this call today is to just make that time for yourself, if that's it, then I would have done my job. Because I feel like many times we spend our time learning and growing ourselves, right, which is fabulous. But a lot of times the thing that will help us the most is to just get quiet and still to find that thing, that release, if it's exercise, if it's yoga, if it's talking to a really great friend. But those, those self-care acts are critical. They're critical in helping us in all areas of our life. And I'm so excited about that. So in our culture, there's this misconception that if you're really busy, then you're more successful. Many people, too many people, trade their health and well-being to make money. Then, unfortunately, they realize that they spent all of their time and energy focusing on the wrong things. If they would have spent the time and energy not only on their career, but also on caring for themselves, they'd feel more fulfilled in all areas of their life. Today, I'd like to start with becoming a little bit more centered on where we are right now. Please take a moment to find a quiet location to listen to this call. Shut your door if you have to or put up a note. Uh, Just maybe get a drink if you have coffee or tea or uh, some water. Just kind of sit and just relax. Find a comfortable location, as comfortable as you can. And just be here now. Now I'd like you to do a, a short exercise with me. I'd like you to close your eyes and take a deep breath. Just focus on being here now. For the next 45 minutes to an hour, we have this this gift of time together. Remind yourself throughout this call to just be present. You don't have any place to be. You don't have anything you need to worry about. You don't need to worry about the past or think about the future. You can just be present. Give yourself a gift right now of just being here. Right now, that's all that matters. Be present in something that you can do to care for yourself. This is a really simple exercise, but it's powerful. And it reminds us to slow down. Okay, I'd like you to open your eyes. We're feeling a little bit more calm, aren't we? I know I am. Just that closing your eyes and just becoming really centered really helps me. Um, We're here. We're ready to learn. And we're excited about this opportunity to kind of pour into ourselves. So that's the first technique. It's technique number one. Stop, breathe, and reset. It's that easy, right? So I just did an exercise with you. 
If you have a pen and paper, feel free to write that down. That's a technique you can utilize when you're trying to center yourself and just have self-care. How long did, did that, that exercise take us? Maybe a minute? But it was powerful. And I hope that you felt it in your body. Your, your breathing kind of helps you center yourself. I practiced yoga for over 20 years, and that's what I've learned is just that really focusing on the in-breath and then the out-breath and trying to just focus on breathing. Such a simple thing, but in the middle of our day, when you haven't been focusing on, uh, on yourself, that's a simple, simple way you can kind of reset yourself. So I'm going to point out what you did. You close your eyes and breathe. And this self-care technique you can use anytime, any place. You don't need to have any special equipment. Many times if I'm feeling really overwhelmed, if I'm feeling stressed, if I'm feeling um, unsure about what's happening, I just stop, I breathe, and I try to relax different parts of my body. So I call that a body scan. And so if you, while your eyes are closed and you're just breathing in and breathing out, you can start at the tip of, at the top of your head and just kind of note, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna note how where is the tension in my body? You know, do I have any tension in my forehead? How is my jaw, my neck? And just move on down through your body and just kind of note how you're feeling. If you feel tightness, just kind of just breathe through that. Let let it go. Let it release. And it seems like a very um, uh, long process. It really doesn't take you very long to do this. And by the end of that uh, process, you'll be amazed at how much lighter your whole body feels because you've really released a lot of the tension. You've, you've been very mindful and you're focusing on your body and where you're at and you're breathing and you're just kind of centering yourself. And that feels so good to us. When we want to we wanna get to a place where we're uh, just kind of centering our body. So this is a simple way that I reset myself. I've been fortunate to be speaking to people all over the world, thousands of people, and over and over again, I hear that stress, guilt, shame, and feelings of inadequacy really peer at people. So I understand this because I felt this way too, and I know how it feels to be filled with stress and fear. During some of my life under construction projects, I, get, I would get flooded with fear and stress. And the problem with these emotions is that they actually can paralyze us. When I was filled with stress and fear, I actually I wouldn't be able to, to, to make any action or take any thought. My head would be clouded, and so it would be really difficult for me to make really clear and, and, and uh, effective decisions. It was just a really, it was kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. It just kept happening over and over again, and I, I didn't know what to do. So if you, if you feel that way, what I would say is remember that you can stop, you breathe, and you reset. Yesterday when I had to bring my, my brother to the hospital, to the ER, I was a little bit stressed. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was a little bit uneasy because I didn't know what the outcome was going to be, and I wanted to care for him. I wanted to know what was wrong. And I, I had to do this technique just yesterday while I was sitting in the ER for hours. I would stop. I would close my eyes. I would take a breath and I would just reset. And I had to do it over and over again. And I had to just be very calm because otherwise I knew what would happen is that I would go into that stress and fear mode. 
and that would paralyze me, and I wouldn't be able to be as effective as I needed to be in order to get the care that my brother needed. And so especially at those times that are high stress or can be, remember, focus on that breath, relax your body as much as you can. It sounds kind of crazy, but that's the calmer that you are, the better you are able to handle what life is throwing at you, and the better you're able to just kind of keep your mind at rest. So what I used to do is I would say, if, if something really stressful came into my life, I would say, oh, this is so stressful. I'm scared. I'm, I'm worried. Oh, my gosh, I can't. I won't, et cetera, et cetera. And then as I continued to focus on all that negative, I would feel stuck, right? When we start focusing on those, how terrible it is, how everything's good, how chaotic it is, or whatever is happening, um, I'd feel really unsure. I wouldn't have confidence. I would just feel uh, uh, unsure of myself. And my power was actually lost, right, because I kept doing that. And I'm sure at some point in your, your life you may have felt this way. You may even be feeling it right now. I'm, we have a lot of people that hopped on this call, which I'm, I'm thankful for. And um, in one way, I'm really thankful for that, and I, and I understand how important it is. But on another um, aspect, I understand that there, people are dealing with this on a regular basis, and that's, that means that there's stress hormones that are going into our body, and it's causing us to just kind of react and be not in the, in the best place. So I'm so excited that you're on this call. So. I'm going to give you another example of, of kind of that negative thought process that leads us to more negative and then how, how we can switch that. So have you ever said, I'm having the worst day ever? And then, like magic, all these terrible things start happening in your life. That's typically because you put out that negative thought or energy. I recently had one of those days. And here's, here's what happened. I'm going to kind of go through it really quickly. So I woke up to a snowstorm in Wisconsin in April. Uh, the plow didn't come, so I got stuck in my driveway. I spilled coffee on, my, on myself. I forgot my socks, which I don't even know how I did that. I got, after I got stuck in my driveway, I got out of my driveway, and then I tried to go up um, our hill on our road, and I got stuck in a snowbank. I realized um, that I had um, some other, like, personal issues that came up. I had to prepare for, I had a big, busy work week, and I just, you know, when that happens, when you have a whole bunch that you're preparing for, I was kind of causing the stress. I was like, oh, this is terrible. Oh, my gosh. I had a, a meeting for my children at school, and so I was trying to remember to do that and everything I needed to prepare for that. And so it was just it was just all of this stress and worry and fear and guilt and and it just kept coming and I, I wondered what could I do to make this better and so what I did is I said you know I am going to practice some self care right now and I'm going to do something for myself and I went for a run and it was late at night because I had such a busy day but I realized that I needed to do that even even though it was a bit later than I normally would in order to care for myself I needed to run and so I remembered that I could do that and I so I went for the run um, down on my treadmill and and for some reason that's one of the things that really clears my head and it was interesting because by the end I realized 
uh, from that run, I just kept, I kept just trying to clear my head of all of the stuff that had happened that day, right? All of that negative, negative um, energy. I just was like, okay, I'm just going to release this right now during my run. I'm going to focus on my breathing. I'm going to focus on my legs running and my feet hitting the treadmill. And I'm just going to focus just on that for this next, you know, 30, 30, 40 minutes. I'm just going to focus on that and play my loud music and just clear my head. And as I got off the phone, I realized that um, all of this stuff that I thought was the worst day ever was really little stuff, right? In the big scheme of things, it was really, really little, insignificant things that I was allowing to, to create this negative experience for myself. And I didn't need to. And so I, I switched it. Everything that I was thinking about that, I, that was negative, I thought about a positive thing that I could counteract it with, Right. So I realized that um, that I'm healthy and happy, and I could be grateful for that. The fact that I was able to run and I had, you know, healthy a healthy body, and I could run and do that, and my legs were strong, and everything was good that way. That was an awesome thing. Then I I recognized that my family was healthy. My kids were healthy and happy and very silly. They, you know, every day is a new adventure at our house, and so I was just kind of focusing on those things. Then I went through and I said, you know, my husband was being really sweet and kind. Even on this day that was really difficult, I, um, he, he took, he went out of his way to be extra kind to me and be very helpful. And he kept himself very calm, even through this time when, you know, we had stressful situations coming up in our lives. And I was really appreciative of that. I have a little puppy named Juniper and she was giving me kisses and snuggling with me and she always makes me happy. And so I thought about that. And then when I was doing work, she even laid on my feet to just make me feel calm and comfortable. I, um, I realized how many people that I have surrounding me. I have friends, I have family, I have all these wonderful people that surround me. And I thought that was so good. So even on those days when you say, oh, this is the worst day ever, I realized that I could... Um, I could I could think about it. I could frame it a little bit different. And I know everyone deals with those days that don't go necessarily as planned. And the issue that I have found comes in when we stay stuck in this behavior, right? When we stay stuck in that, oh, this is the worst day ever. This is the worst week ever. This is the worst month ever. I'm so stressed out. I can't handle it, right? Those Those types of things just lead to more stress in our lives. We're essentially almost asking for bad things to happen. And it's when we can, we can kind of identify that and say, you know what, what if I reframe this? What if I find the good? And so even yesterday when I sat in, in a hospital room with my, my, my brother and I was thinking, this is a terrible thing. This is the worst day ever, right? You know, because you, you, you can, everybody kind of falls into that. I thought as I got home and I went to, I was laying down to go to bed and I look at my husband and I said, you know, it wasn't the worst day ever because number one, I got to spend a whole day with my brother. He's a very busy college student, so I, I normally don't get to spend that much time with him. So that was really great just to be by him. And he's in the best care ever. And so he's got all of these amazing doctors and nurses that are caring for him and taking care of him. And my, my, my parents went down there to care for him. So even in those times when you're like, oh, there's nothing to be thankful for. There's nothing to be grateful for. There's always, there's always that little hope. There's always something that we can look at and say, okay, this is what I can be grateful for today. So for those of you who are very um, analytical and technical and you, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, Allison, you want to breathe. That's so simple. But does that really work? I, um, my degree is in scientific and technical communications with a concentration in engineering. I get it. 
so I, I if, if if I have those analytical people on the thing, I wanted to add some of that in here too. So why does breathing work? I I did some research on it, and to effectively combat stress, we need to activate the body's natural re- relaxation response. The relaxation response was discovered um, was discovered and coined by American Institute of Stress founding trustee fellow. And this relaxation response is a physical state of deep rest that changes the physical and emotional responses to stress. So the things that it does, it decreases your heart rate, your blood pressure, your rate of breathing, and that muscle tension. So when eliciting that relaxation response, your metabolism decreases, your heartbeat slowers, and your muscles actually relax. Your breathing becomes slower, your blood pressure decreases, and your levels of nitric oxide are increased. At the American Institute of Stress, they, they have actually a website. So if you, if you Google that, American Institute of Stress, they have a lot of different resources. I was going on there for, doing, for actually preparing for this talk with you but what is the best way to relieve my stress and relax? And um, and typically what they'll answer for, for that is that just as the definition of stress is different for everyone, the best stress reduction techniques are different as well. But there is one super stress buster that evokes a relaxation response that is widely recommended and useful for everyone, even kids. So remember this for your kiddos. Guess what it is? Breathing. That's right, simply breathing. It's free and it can be practiced anywhere. I bet you're even breathing right now. The key, of course, is that focused breathing. So when we closed our eyes and we we focused on breathing in and breathing out and just kind of relaxing our bodies, that really deep breath in, even counting or you could say to yourself, let go. It's a really great relaxation response. Um, but it can just kind of help you with getting the body relaxed, calm, and more focused. Okay, so there we are. That is technique number one, and that is called stop, breathe, and reset. So technique number two is our gratitude journal. I have a quote that I'm going to share with you that's one of my favorite quotes. Cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you. And give thanks continuously. And because of all things contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. Ralph Waldo Emerson. One of the things I found that's helped me begin my day more intentionally and focused on what I'm grateful for rather than bemoaning what's missing in my life. So I have kind of a practice each morning, and I will share it with you. I wake up. I get my coffee because I need to start my day with coffee. I typically wake up about a half an hour to an hour before my children, just because I have young children at home. And I sit in silence for a little bit. Then I do devotions, and I write down some words in my gratitude journal about the things that I'm grateful for. And I try to challenge myself each day to think about something small or big that I haven't written down before. If it's something really neat, I, I, I'm very thankful for my family, so I do repeat that a bit. But 
um, or my friends or just, you know, experiences that come into my life. But the gratitude journal is such a powerful thing to do. And then after the gratitude journal, I try to meditate for a little bit and then I do, um, I do some sort of learning. So for me, it's either I, I have a book that I'm reading that's um, helping me grow in my personal growth and development, leadership, um, whatever I'm studying, or I, I watch uh, positive thought leaders and I try to learn from them. So that's kind of what my, my morning consists of. So, but the gratitude journal is the thing that we're going to focus on right now because that's technique number two is that is really having a gratitude journal. And this activity takes me less than five minutes, but it really helps me become more focused on the things that are going right in my life rather than focused on what's wrong or lacking. Because how often do we get into that spiral of thinking about everything that's bad or not good um, rather than focusing on the things that are good and how we, we have everything that we need and, and how many blessings that we have in our lives. So why does gratitude work? Gratitude is a selfless act. And gratitude acts are often done unconditionally to show people that they're appreciated. Not because people are looking for something in return. However, it is easy to say that people do not return the favor, but gratitude can be, it, 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 it's a, one of those things I love to like even send thank you notes or just do little surprises for people because gratitude is contagious. It's one of those things, as you start it, you'll get to the point where you just want to keep doing it. Um, handwritten thank you cards, uh, little gifts, little surprises for your friends or family. It's just little things that really will help them feel special and appreciated. We also do this in our, um, in our businesses. Right. So in, in, in our businesses, I'll, I'll try to think of just little things I can do to surprise um, our team and, and help them smile. Right. Such a simple thing. But it's so powerful. Think about the happiest people that you know. Are they grateful for the good that comes in their lives? I bet they are. So now we're on to technique number three. And this is a really interesting technique because as I was working on this um, call, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, this is so funny because I needed to do this technique while I was writing it. Technique number three is to go for a walk. <laughs> so um, this is such a, a simple but powerful way to help combat stress, right? If, and, and even a lot of times what I find is that going for a walk is something that helps me clear my mind. Um, not not necessarily that I'm stressed out, but maybe I, I wake up early and I've been thinking really hard about either projects I'm working on or, um, you know, solutions to things that are happening in my business, um, strategic planning, uh, coaching, or if I'm preparing for, you know, a speaking opportunity, whatever it is. So if I'm really thinking hard, going for a walk is something that I really like to do. And seriously, how often do we catch ourselves up in all that needs to be done? When, if we just take a break for a moment, we're able actually to accomplish more, right? What, what happened to me is I would get into this, I create these lists for myself. I'm one of those people and I look at my, my to-do list and then I would get like all caught up in everything that needs to be done. So then I tell myself I can't take a break and then I feel stressed out, and then I really don't get accomplished much because my mind starts wandering because I'm telling myself I'm stressed out, right? 
and it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. So what I found is it's going for a walk, especially at that point where you're just like, I just really don't feel like I can think anymore. And just going for a short walk, I, I like to go outside. I know many of us live in, in Wisconsin. So I, I think we've got people from all over the um, all over the country, at least, um, hopping on this call right now. But wherever you are, if you're able to go outside and connect with nature, that's, that's probably the best place to go for a walk. But anything is better than nothing. So I was... Uh, I was working on this project, and I realized that worrying and lamenting about a challenge is actually not the best way to handle something. So for me, I really want the answers right now. And as I was preparing for this speech, I was doing some reading about Thomas Edison. And this is really interesting because Thomas Edison, he had many inventions, right? The light bulb, the the reason that we can see right now as we're we're on this call is because of Thomas Edison. And when I was researching him, I found an interesting fact, and it's probably something you probably haven't heard about him. He actually had a chair, like one of those lay-down chairs in his office. And so when he had a big project or invention that he was really thinking about, and he, he got to that point where he couldn't think about it anymore and he couldn't figure out the solution, what he'd do is he would, he would take a nap right there in his office, he'd take a short nap in order to figure out the solution to his big invention. And, or, or he would go out and he would take a walk. So that, that time, um, that break in the logical thinking would actually allow his subconscious brain to help him figure out the solution. I've heard so many famous people doing similar things. For example, they may write down a, something that they're working on. Maybe it's a challenge, maybe a project, whatever it is, something that they're trying to figure out the answer for. They'll write it down. And then what they would say to themselves, they'll find the solution by 7 a.m. in the morning. And that next morning, almost by magic, they'll wake up with a solution. I find that happens also when I take walks. So I'll leave, I'll turn on my music, I'll go for a walk, and I'll just kind of let it, like, let all the cares of the world melt away from me. I'll just try to focus on walking. And it's interesting because uh, I've been walking uh, the mountain, Rib Mountain often in, in Wassa, actually in Rib Mountain. And I, I, it's a strenuous walk. It's, um, it's not a huge mountain, but it's, it's enough where it takes a bit of, um, of effort to go up there. And then by the top of the mountain, I just sit and I just kind of listen to my, just listen to my thoughts and just relax a bit and just kind of be calm. And in that moment, it's interesting because uh, some of my best ideas, like the aha moments, come in that, in that time. So I'll be, I'll be just sitting in silence, just relaxing after that strenuous walk up the mountain and I'll sit for a moment. And the best idea or the solution that I'm looking for or whatever it is just kind of pops into my head. And it doesn't happen every single time because, you know, inspiration comes at different times. But a lot of the times, some of the best ideas are during those walks. So at the end of this call, I promise to share a couple great events that I have related to self-care. But I'll go on to technique number four right now. Technique number four is pretty simple. It's scheduled time for self-care. The items that end up in your calendar, 
are the things you're more likely to do, right? So if you want to practice self-care, why not schedule it for yourself? I found that if I say to myself, I'm going to work out four times, at least four times this week, I'm more likely to uh, make the time to work out at least four times. If not, I um, or if, if I've got a really busy week and I forget to do this, I probably don't work out at all. And those are the weeks that I probably don't feel my best. Eventually, what I've done is I, in the beginning of each week, I look at my whole calendar and I figure out when the times are that I'm going to be able to fit in my workout. And just putting it on the calendar helps me be more intentional about making sure that I have that hour or more time if I can. On the weekends, I try to do a little bit more, at least an hour for myself. So here's some simple ways that you could practice self-care or find that time. Number one is maybe getting up a half an hour earlier. I mentioned my my morning ritual, and it, it really involved um, meditating, the gratitude journal, that focusing and learning. Number two is to exercise. Going for a walk is a simple way to do it. Um, I like to run. You could hike. You could go for a bike ride. Just do something. You could dance. You could do Zumba. You could golf. You could play basketball. Whatever makes you happy. It doesn't have to be too difficult. You don't have to learn something new. If you aren't in the habit of exercising, just start small. Maybe a 10-minute walk. That's fine. You know, and, and, and be okay with just kind of starting, right? A lot of times we give ourselves those excuses for why we can't do things. But in actuality, we can. We just need to start. Start small and, and work up to where we want to be. Number three, one of the things that I found is really um, something that I value is my friend time. So scheduling friend time. And I try to schedule this as part of my self-care. So at least every couple of weeks, I spend some time with my friends. And I talk to them, and we just talk about life and work and all those different things. And I um, I really enjoy that time, and that's something that I need in order to help me be the best version of me that I can. Number four is to laugh. This is my favorite. <laughs> so when I was in college, my mom actually sent me a card that said, there is not a shred of evidence that life is serious. Each day, I try to remind myself of this, this simple thing, right? I, I look at things to laugh about. It's fun to laugh. Practice looking for th good things, and good things will appear. The more that I find the funny in life, the better I feel, the better. Not that I'm laughing at people, but laughing about just the craziness that happens in my life and the silliness and my silly kids and my silly dogs and um, whatever, you know, even looking for jokes. Um, my husband likes to post jokes, and they're a little bit quirky, but it makes me laugh, and I like to laugh. So self-care includes laughing. And number five is to take care of you. Schedule a massage. Get a mani and a pedi. And if you're a man or a woman, you're invited to do this. This is a great thing, and it's so simple. It might take an hour, but go and get a mani and a pedi. Go get a new outfit or something that will make you feel strong and confident. Get your hair cut by a professional and, and just, you know, go and do that for yourself and schedule it. Schedule it frequently to go and do all of these things for yourself. Perhaps you like adventures. I really enjoy adventures and traveling. So schedule it. Figure out when you can do that. Do something just for you. If you don't take care of yourself, 
no one else is going to either. And as a mom and as a wife and as a friend and a sister and a daughter, this was the one thing that I found was the most important to remind myself of. If you don't take care of yourself, no one else is going to either. I would, I'm a giver. I love to give of myself and help people that's just kind of in my nature. And I would, I would go and go and go and give and give and give and I would forget about myself. And I got to a point where I was drained of everything. And that made me not the best me, right? It made me not in, in the place where I was able to even help anybody because I was so drained. And so I take a, take a little advice from me. Your self-care is not selfish. It's critical to your well-being. It's critical to those people that you serve. It's critical. It's so critical. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, a physician, if you're a high-level executive, if you're a nonprofit leader, if you are a mom or a dad, or if you, it does not matter. All of us, every single one of us, if we would stop and start scheduling this time for ourselves, I think our world would be a different place, right? It would be a really different place. And so it's really important. You need to fill yourself up with those positive things that you need. Love yourself. You know, give yourself all that positive energy, all those positive thoughts that you can. Another thing that I didn't actually write down in here, but one of the techniques I talk about in my um, in my book is writing down affirmations. And for the longest time, I thought this was bogus because I I mentioned to you that I have a technical degree, and I thought I don't need to do affirmations. Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. And so I didn't. And then I would feel very drained of energy, and I was like, oh, this isn't um, this isn't what I need in my life. And so. I continued that, like, you know, not listening to the people that would tell me that I need to write this down. So then one day I just, I found a, 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 actually a sign that I could hang up in my bathroom that talks about being confident and strong and empowered and loved and all, the, all of these healthy, and I hung it up. And so I look at it every single day, whether I like it or not, and those are my affirmations. And it's really transformed how I'm able to care for myself and, and actually know that I I'm worth it and that I need to take the time for myself in order to be the best version of myself and in order to give up myself. And so write those things down. I am and then fill in the blank. And I would say write down at least five or ten things. If you if you are having difficulty with this, um, feel free to reach out to me. I, my website is allison at allisonlittle.com. Um, my email is allison at allisonlittle.com. Um, and if you need help with that, I'd be more than happy to send you a T-shirt that my, my sister and I designed. It's called the I Am, and it has a whole bunch of different words uh, that you could utilize for your I Am statements or for your affirmations. Uh, and then number six is to find support. So if you're working on yourself, you need support, right? We can't. We feel like we can be these these superhero people, and that we're gonna do all of it, right? We're going to be super mom. We're going to be super dad. We're going to be super business person. We are going to be, you know, the leader in our industry. We're going to help a bazillion people. We're going to do it with a smile on our face. And and that's how that's going to go, right? And and it's really unrealistic that we are able to do everything. I, I you know, I, I had to kind of realize that I'm not everything and I needed to find support. 
I needed to find support in helping care for my house, right? Like I needed to hire some some help to help me clean my house so that I could be focusing on doing things like this where I was adding value to others. I needed to focus on, you know, those things that I could hire somebody else to do that would allow my husband and I to have more time with our children. We needed to find somebody to do that. And it it seems like, oh, well, yeah, I don't have enough money. You can find You can find people that will help you for not very much money to cut your lawn or to help you, you know, if you need help with grocery shopping or with, with, you know, simple tasks that maybe you keep doing over and over and over again in your life. I was just listening to a call from one of my mentors yesterday, and he says he doesn't do anything that, um, you know, he doesn't get his oil changed, his car cleaned, he doesn't put gas in his car, he doesn't mow his lawn, do his landscaping, or um, any of his housework. He finds that his time is so valuable that, and, and that stuff takes about six or seven hours out of our week. I didn't realize that. Even figuring out ways that you could streamline. In our area, we have a service through one of our grocery stores where you could go and you could pick up your groceries. So imagine that extra hour. What could you do with it? Maybe you could go exercise more. Or um, another thing that I've been trying to implement within my life is I, um, I've limited the amount of meetings that I'll take that are in person because that takes an extra hour or so out of my life. So if I can schedule a, a short call rather than um, an hour coffee or lunch, um, now I've got I've got that time back into my schedule and I'm able to do the things that I need to do to take care of myself, take care of my business, and take care of my family. So finding support is critical and be okay with it. I'm giving you permission to look for that person to clean your house, to look for, um, to ask your husband or spouse or partner or family for help um, and and do that you need you need support and unfortunately I found that most people don't have too many people that are supportive of them of their dreams you also need supportive people that are going to encourage you to take care of yourself and if you don't have anybody and, and unfortunately as I've been speaking more and more I find that we don't have too many people that are um, that feel like they have positive encouragers in their life so that person that's going to say, okay, you've got a goal or a dream or something that you're working towards, like, you've got this. And sometimes it's, it takes one person to tell you, yeah, I believe in you. If you don't have that person, feel free to send me a message, and I will be your cheerleader. And I will say, yeah, I believe in you. You've got this. And it doesn't, you know, that's it. Like, I, I don't expect anything. I don't, you know, I don't charge you for coaching or anything. I just want to be a positive encourager in the lives of others. And so if you need somebody to just kind of help you or that you, you know, send an email to and somebody that says, keep going, you've got this, feel free to reach out to me and I would love to be that person for you. So self-care is so important to your health and well-being. And I hope I hope that today I was able to really share at least one idea that you can, and you don't need to do all of these things. Please don't overwhelm yourself with all of the techniques that I shared today. The reason I shared all those techniques is because maybe some of you are already doing one of them, but you're still feeling like you need something else. Maybe some of you haven't really started any of these. That's fine too. No judgment. It's fine. What I wanted to do is give you a whole bunch of different options and allow you to choose one. That's it. Simple. Choose one. Say, okay, what is something that really speaks to me? What kind of excites me? What's something that would be pretty simple for me to start implementing into my life? Maybe it's just scheduling it, right? Scheduling that time for yourself. Maybe it's thinking about your schedule a little bit different and what are those tasks that you have to do 
And maybe you like to mow your lawn, but maybe that's not the most effective, you know, use of your time. And if you found somebody to mow your lawn, that would be better or clean your house or whatever it is. So, like, give yourself permission to to use whatever I gave you, that thing that you want to implement in your life. So, as I promised, I want to share with you some of the events I put together specifically around self-care. So, these I have not done before um, just specifically around self-care. But because I've had so much interest in this topic, I wanted to create something really kind of special for you. And so that's what I've done. So number one, um, I, this is called the Life Under Construction Mastermind Express. And what it is, it's going to be four weeks of powerful teaching calls. And I'm going to teach on specific chapters from my book, Life Under Construction, Designing a Life You Love, related to self-care. And I'm not going to... It's not going to be like, oh, it's going to be chapters one, three, six, and four. It might be bits and pieces from different chapters. I um, I just kind of want to keep it open. And so I will, you know, you can sign up for that. It's going to be similar to this where you just dial in. You'll get the recording. Um, you might even get a, a worksheet or two to kind of help you on that journey. Um, but that's, so that's the four weeks of, of the Life and Our Construction Mastermind Express. And what your takeaways will be is how do I schedule self-care in my busy schedule? How do I find time to do what matters most to me? That was my biggest thing, and I, and I think that I've been able to kind of help, help you with that. You're going to be able to find more balance, happiness, and fulfillment in your work and your personal life. Then the next thing that I'm beyond excited about, like, oh, I could jump, I could jump up and down right now. I've had so many requests for a live event around my Life Under Construction book, and I just scheduled it. So imagine having a full day to reflect, reset, and refocus on your life. Imagine having an entire day to design your life instead of let life happen to you. Imagine coming away from that day inspired, energized, and excited to move forward. Now, stop imagining it. The day has come. After many requests, I'm going to do this full day live event. So what are you going to receive from it? You'll receive practical takeaway tools to implement immediately in designing a life you love, both personally and professionally. Inspiring ideas for transforming personal and professional relationships. A boost of positivity, optimism, personal leadership and direction in achieving your goals in work and life, a shift in mindset on how to design a life you love, especially in times of change. Registration is going to be limited to 50, and I really think that it's going to fill up quite quickly. So if you're interested in that, um, I'm actually going to be emailing out about both of those different things. But I would say sign up as soon as you can because it is limited, and I want to make sure that if you're really interested in doing that, if you think that that would help you, um, I want to make sure that you, you get into that. So I, um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the call, I, I see we had a whole bunch of people hop on this call, and so I wanted to um, also mention that I will be recording this and emailing it out. If for some reason you hopped on, because I kind of share this with my social media network, if for some reason you saw that there and you haven't been receiving my newsletters, what I'd like you to do is go to my website, www.allisonlittle.com, L-I-D-D-L-E, 
and just put your name and email in and so that you can get on my e my newsletter list. Uh, that way, when I'm sending out this mastermind, uh, you know, the Mastermind Express, the Life Under Construction Mastermind Express in this live event registration, that you'll you'll get that email and so you'll be able to be one of the first people that can get it. Otherwise, I put it out on my social media a little bit after. So if you're on my newsletter list, then you're going to receive it actually right away as soon as um, I get that up and going. So I hope that this was useful to you. I'm actually going to unmute our lines for a bit. We have a few more minutes, about 10 minutes at the end that I'm going to leave for some question and answer. And I'm really excited about this because I think that we'll have a lot of great questions. So all you need to do is press uh, star six to, in order to hop into the Q&A. And I would be happy to answer your questions. So if you have questions about self-care or just questions in general for me, feel free to hop into the Q&A. Star six. Do we have any questions? Okay, we've got one question. I'm going to unmute you. 920. Hello, Hi, how are Elton. you? Good. Hi. It's Courtney. Hey, it's Courtney from Plymouth, Wisconsin. Thanks for the great call. Hi. Oh, thanks for hopping on. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Um, I took a run while I was listening, and it just really energized me. And um, I could see a couple of these things taking place. But but I'm I am I'm struggling with that self care issue, and I um and I know I need to do it, but I I almost need to push past the guilt. And so you gave me some really good tips on that. My question to you is like, was there a larger moment in your life where you just were no longer became complacent to this nagging self-control issue that transpired into this change and motivating you um, to take on a focused area of this? Yes. That's a great question. Wow. Awesome. Okay. So, yes. So, um, after my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and then actually went through her treatments, the thing that happened um, actually during that process was I had a lump removed as well, a breast lump. And at that time, I, I recognized that I was holding on to a lot of guilt, shame, um, just excuses for why I couldn't do, be, or have what I wanted in my life. And I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't taking care of my body, my mind, and my spirit. I was just allowing life to happen to me. And during that time, I recognized, and that's why I wrote my book, that's why I, I've been doing all of these things, is I had this dramatic shift in my thought process of, you know, I've been letting life happen to me, and I need to stop, and I need to start designing my life. And so health, um, especially with knowing that my mom was going through what she, thankfully, I, I got my, um, my, you know, my results back, and I didn't have uh, a breast cancer, but it was really a wake-up call for me because for so so long, and I was really young at the time, you know, I was in my early 20s or early 30s, um, I realized that I was just kind of, I was that person that would just not eat. I wouldn't work out. I would just, I thought that I needed to focus all of my time and energy on, you know, my career, on my business, and it was really taking a toll on my body. 
And so that's why this is such an important topic to me, because if, if anybody on this call takes one thing from me, um, it's that this is so important and you are important to take this, you know, to take this and implement it in your life. It's, that was really my um, turning point for, you know, and, and my passion for, for self-care and for really empowering yourself in general. But yeah, I, I, and I remember, and even now, um, what I've, what I've done with, you know, just taking care of myself is that guilt, um, I've just stopped, right? Like I have to take care of myself. I, if I don't take care of myself, nobody else is going to take care of me. And I want to be here for my children. And I want to be here for my family. And I want to be the best me that I can be. I want to be here for all of you that hopped on the call. So that is really mm-hmm. important to me, right? So it is. It's it just, it kind of, instead of, you know, saying, oh, I'm guilty about this and I can't, I say, I have to. I have to do this for myself. I have to. There's no other, there's no other option in my life. I have to work out. I have to take care of myself. I have to go, you know, do those things to make myself happy just because that's going to keep me in the best shape that I can in order to, to serve others. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. And Perfect. I was hearing bits and pieces, I was hearing bits and pieces of that in the call. And then my next question is, is it is your mindset or, or your self-care muscle like strong it when you feel those impulses of going back into the way that you used to be, um do you find that um you're able like did you see the strength of that muscle of self-care yes. just getting stronger and stronger? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. So like I, I mentioned in the call, I um, I had to practice this yesterday. And you know how you kind of, um, I don't know if that has ever happened to you where you're like, okay, I'm going to go teach on this. And then the lesson comes to you right before and, you're, and you actually <laughs> have to apply it, right? And that happened to me yesterday. I'm in, the, I'm in the ER with my brother, and it's a stressful situation, and I could fall right back into that habit of, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to feel fear. I'm going to feel guilt. I'm going to feel all of these, these emotions that are going to, that are going to be bad for me. And I, I think that as you practice this and day by day and just strengthening that mind, um, your mind to, to just kind of understand, okay, I'm in, I'm in a bit of a stressful situation. We don't know what it's going to look like, but I have the option to really choose my thoughts and I get to choose how I'm going to react to this situation that's coming into my life. I can choose to be fearful, chaotic, just kind of like be reactionary, or I can be calm. I can be, you know, just kind of focused. I can take take a moment to myself to go and take that walk in the hall so I can breathe, right? Um, for me, a lot of times the person that calms me down a lot is my husband. So talking to my husband and saying, okay, here's where we're at. This is what we're doing, getting the hug from him, like, it focuses me. It calms me down. But those are the things that I think, um, you know, finding those things that help you in that time. So whatever it is, because we all have those moments, right, those stressful moments, those moments of, you know, chaotic things happening in our lives. And, and I found that the people that are able to kind of really choose their, choose their words, choose their thoughts, really listen, relax their body, and kind of move forward intentionally, you, you're going to have a better result long term and really looking even in those times when it's a bit stressful or it's a bit chaotic to just kind of choose choose your thoughts really carefully and choose how you're going to react in that moment because I think that's the time that um, you need to, to practice this the most is just be like okay and self-care means you know taking that that step out of the room and taking a breath right and and, yeah. and yeah. that's sometimes 
that's, it's a small thing. It's not, you know, I didn't go for a run in the middle of the being in the ER. I went and I stepped in the hall and I took a breath and I ate a granola bar. <laughs> right. And so it's yeah, really like, yeah. saying, okay, what do I need in order to fuel myself in order to move forward? So awesome question. Wonderful. Thank <laughs> you so much for hopping on. I appreciate it. You are, oh, this Thank is good. You. Good stuff. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Good. Great. Have Thank a great you. day. Yeah, you too. See you later. Okay, do we have, oh, we got somebody else hopping on the line. Hello, who am I speaking? Oh, just a second, I'm going to unmute you. There we go. Hello, who am I speaking with? Hello, did I unmute you? Oops, people, sorry. We can't people pop it in. Okay. Okay, 715-842-2191. You are live? Hello? Hello? Okay, I'm going to mute you. I'm going to unmute you. How are you there, ma'am? I'm here now. Okay, sorry. Just one moment. Oh, hi. Hello. Who is it? Hi, it's Heather from Wausau. Hi, Heather. How are you today? Hey, I had the best lunch ever, so thank you for this. And i um, wondering if there's a specific gratitude journal that you enjoy most. Is there a brand or is it just a really good-looking notebook um, that you found in the store. You know, you can do whatever you have, right? So that's we, we start with where we're at, but I'm going to give you kind of what I Googled. Um, I went on Amazon, and it's called um, Good Days Start With Gratitude Journal. Good Days Start With Gratitude Journal. And I'll post a picture of it on my uh, business Facebook page, and so if you Amazon, you go on Amazon and you look for it. I'll actually try to find the link to it so you can purchase it. It was maybe five dollars, maybe seven dollars on Amazon. But the coolest part about it is it has um, little pieces on it. So it has like um, one, two, three, and it says I am thankful for, and then a date. And I like it because it just kind of keeps me focused on you know those top three things. Sometimes I have more, but or sometimes I'll keep going if I'm just kind of, you know, in, in that mindset. But I found that this is really a simple way to, you know, stay focused on that gratitude. Great question. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. Hello. Uh, 443-9978. Hi, it's Rhonda from Athens. Hi, Rhonda. Hi there. My question for you is, um, so I'm not real good at the whole self-care thing and just starting to kind of develop my own plan. How much time would you suggest? Um, I am one of those people that if I don't put it on my calendar, it won't get done. So how do mm-hmm. I, in the beginning, how do I know what's enough time for me or how do you how do you get to understand that? How much time do you think you need? Just off the top of your head. An hour a day? I don't know. Perfect. Is that too much? Okay. Is that too little? Nope. Yeah. You start where you're at. So that's the that's the the great thing about self care. So if you would have said five minutes, then it's five minutes. If you would have said, you know, three hours, then it's three hours. It doesn't necessarily matter what the time frame is. It's the ma- it's the fact that you're being intentional about taking that time for yourself. And so some days, if you're really busy, what I, I found is maybe I only have 20 minutes, but 20 minutes is enough, right? And so really, and even like I explained like um, to the other caller about yesterday, I was in a really 
you know, I was, you know, helping my, my brother at the ER. So for me, self-care during that time was five minutes out in the hall so that I could just take a, a quick walk and refocus on, on my breathing. And so it's really about just kind of thinking into those moments throughout the day. It doesn't have to be a bunch of time, and that hour might lead to, you know, 15-minute chunks throughout your day. So you might in the morning have something that you do for 15 minutes. Maybe at lunchtime you do something for 15 minutes. Maybe, you know, at dinner time or right after dinner you go for a quick walk or whatever it is. So whatever fits best in your schedule, take it a day at a time. If it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't work, don't get down in yourself. It's really about just kind of getting into that habit of doing it. And I think through that habit, that's when you're going to start. You're, you'll start to get to the point where you crave that time because it's so critically important to your health and well-being, and you'll feel so much better, you'll just go, oh, my gosh, I really I have to do that today. I have to get in my workout, or I have to go for that walk, or I have to, you know, have that time where I can do yoga or meditate, whatever it is, maybe even read, whatever it is that makes you feel good. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Great question. All right. So we are at the top of the hour. If anybody, if we've got one more question, one more question. Um, I will stay on the line. If not, if if nobody has any more questions, what we'll do is um, it's just star six if you want to hop in. But I, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be on the call today. And I hope that you got at least one idea. This one idea will really help you in moving forward. Take it a little bit at a time. It's absolutely fine um, to not not take a huge chunk. Don't don't make this a part of your like huge long to do list. Make it a fun thing that you get to do for yourself. And if you think about it that way, then it really adds to you know your value and to, to helping you move forward. So I thank you so much for for spending the time with me. Um, I will have a follow up email. If you aren't on my email list, please sign up at www.allisonliddle.com, and I will send you out that that information that I talked about. So thank you so much, guys. Have the best day. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Launch Podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com.